Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and I can't wait to talk about the next What's Kraken. We've got none other than the TNE channel sensational hit Haunted Discoveries with Brandon and Mustafa. That's right, they come and sit down and we talk about everything from hauntids and discoveries and haunting discoveries. Madness, I know. All that and more. The next What's Kraken. Hit it. Hey. Too late. Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here, and it's too late. Now we've got three special guests. Oh, three special guests and a orb. I see an orb. Today we are with Haunted Discovery crew of Mustafa and Brandon. Did I say your name's halfway correct? Yes. You got it. Perfect. Awesome. Yay. So far, so good. I have to say, TE gives me these screeners and I watch them. I watch them. But I really look forward to yours because I have a friend who kind of either knows about the show coming out and he kept bugging me. He's like, oh, did you see the show? Did you see the show? I'm like, hey, I'll get to it. Did you see the show? Did you get to see the show? So right now, there's so much, so much hype for your show before it even came out. How does that feel to you? It's been awesome, man. I mean, uh, you, know, you know, meeting Mustafa on Ghost Hunters and working with each other for five years now. Um, this has been a long time coming, you know, uh, especially after we finished our run with Ghost Hunters and then coming together and getting into the think tank and really trying to uh, execute our vision in a way has been fantastic. Yeah, it's definitely a good ego boost, you know, the fact that people um, want to see it. But uh, I think it's just a testament to the work. Um, I, I said this in, in our first episode, Gilded Age Ghosts, uh, and uh, Brandon and I really met in the work. We were like-minded in the way we approach paranormal investigating. And I think since day one, we we're always like, man, wouldn't it be so cool if we could do this in a show or that? And now, um, not to sound all kind of like, you know, oh, rainbows and butterflies about it, but we do get the chance to live our dream and work the way that we want to. So uh, this has been a hashtag blessing for sure. It comes off that way. I'm so glad you talked about your personal relationship because it comes off as a bunch of friends who want to do this correctly, who have the same values, who have the same underlying questions of, I believe, Brandon, I'm quoting you from the last episode, credible study. You want to do a credible study of this and a polite one. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, absolutely. Especially for the first episode at the, at the Conrad Codwell house. It was polite. It was it was the we are here in peace. We are here to do things. We are here to be nice and always respectful. Is that part of the core? Absolutely. No, okay. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. You know. First and foremost, respect is always key. Um, right. I mean, you know, I'm a natural skeptic when it comes to paranormal phenomena and the idea that consciousness may survive death. But if we are dealing with what we possibly think is consciousness surviving death. We have to treat this as people. You're walking into someone's home. You're walking into a right. space that is inhabited by these people, possibly. So first and foremost, respect is key. And we want to make sure we're doing that as much as possible, but also, you know, respecting the history before us as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge part. I mean, just if you think about it, like Brandon said, like we both kind of came from backgrounds where. Um, I don't think our parents or grandparents would be too happy if we were walking around uh, embarrassing, you know, our family names going into places. So I think keeping your manners, but then also that respect comes from a place of intense study and research uh, right. and preparation for the investigation. So I believe that 
your best shot as a paranormal investigator and combined, we have over 35 years experience in this field. Um, the times that we've documented really compelling stuff has always come from following this methodology. And I feel like the entities that may be there, that resonates off of you. You can smell a person's intention even on a subconscious level. So if consciousness of an entity or person persists after death, those same basic human principles and values, we believe, uh, persist there. I think you were hitting on a head and I have a list of questions and you're almost like consciously or subconsciously, I just say, going along with the flow of my list of questions while even knowing it. So this is great. This is awesome. Like done, done, already introduced next, same wavelength. I love it. And, And that's it. When, when you grow up, you're like, I want to be a Ghostbuster. You know, like, no, no, no. You have to have a job. Yeah, I get one of those things. You know, no one's, you know. So you're going out with your real names. Like, Jim Phoenix is definitely my real name, of course. I would never use a pen or stage name for this. Uh, but you're doing it with your real names, real backgrounds. And I think that's why people connect to you. It's the story of you. You're human. You're not just this caricature that was put out by T&E Channel. It's like, you know, you are you. And when you're dealing with the living people, how does that play in? How do you approach, like, how did you get your first one? I, I know it's the, the Cadwell house. How did you approach them? And how did you get, like, the setup there? Well, you know, again, I think it goes back to the respect factor that we talked about earlier, right? I mean, first and foremost, respect is key. But also within paranormal investigative, you know, the space and this genre, it gets a bad rap sometimes with misinterpreting history and misinterpreting the way you know an investigation should be conducted. So we were very fortunate and lucky enough to have these beautiful historical family homes trust us with telling the actual story of these locations, right? So we right. had to kind of ensure them first and foremost that we weren't going to misinterpret that history. We weren't going to create our own revisionist history, if you will. We wanted to tell these beautiful, emotional, familial stories that are really connected to these locations. Yeah. I mean, um, Haunted Discoveries is a docu-series. It's it's right. not a reality show. It's it's a docu-series. And anybody I think who's worked in like reality TV has found out that a lot of times you have something really overproduced and set up in a way that's not really genuine. I mean, like, you know, the Hills, that Lauren Conrad, all that stuff. It's like years came out. It's like that was just basically scripted. So uh, because it's a docu series, right? And like you said, that idea of this of the self, right? Yes, we're ourselves, but like I said before, we met in the work. The situation right. and the investigation and the case and the history comes before ourselves. Like we're not there trying to get like branded wine deals or something <laughs> off of a reality show or something like that. It's like we want to tell the story. So Conrad Caldwell was a difficult place to get into. And um, I firmly believe that the only reason we gained access to this place, especially with their previous negative history with paranormal investigators, was because Brandon has dedicated the larger part of his life to helping historical foundations and societies. And uh, your reputation stays with you. One bad investigation or you um, fake, like faking evidence or maybe not, maybe not necessarily faking evidence, but trying to push a narrative that is not sincere or not pertinent to that location will tarnish your reputation forever. So we're very, very careful to, to even like, you know, even like the smallest of investigations where you are, you have to treat every single one very seriously and with respect. Right. So it's because he's dedicated himself to that. 
Um, I believe that's why we got into Conrad Caldwell. And I'm very happy that that was our first case. It kind of like blew my mind away. It, it's an amazing adventure. It's an amazing episode. And it was my first time really being exposed to this format because we can all, I'm not going to name them, but we can all think of a show that's more the reality TV show version of it. And uh, yeah, the, the politeness wasn't their keyword. You know, neither was scientific fact or trying to any type of method. And what I appreciated, especially in your episode, you did the before snapshot, right? You did a pretest. You try to get the environmental factors. You brought in people who can do it. You brought in Zach. He's like, oh, all equipment right there. He explains some of the equipment, especially like, oh, that's kind of new to me. Oh, that's what that does. Cool. And I'm not going to give too many spoilers because it did air yesterday. It did air Friday on uh, TNE Creep Week. But there was a moment where you could have taken a small just say change an environment and blown it completely out of proportions and oh my you know and the first thing i started to write down was like oh this could be xyz and the second thing the second i wrote that down you guys said oh it also could be this so you want to double check your your instruments you want to double check this you want to see what happened and i think that scientific study really sets you apart that and your the sounds kind of you know your politeness you approaching ghosts as people because you know they used to be something if there are there so with your scientific method and your new tools you've been here for 35 years combined what tools have you seen in the past that you still keep and which ones you like what's your wish list now well, we've been, we've been very lucky to work with, you know, Dr. Harry Clore, who's one of our scientific consultants who will be making an appearance on season two, which is great, nice. almost full time on the show. And he's the, the first person in history to receive two PhDs simultaneously in any discipline. So we've been very lucky to have guidance from basically a living historical figure. But, you know, the tried and true trifold meters, I mean, our philosophy is to utilize equipment from other technical industries and adapt it yes. into our space, right? We have to have devices that give us quantifiable data. If it doesn't give us quantifiable data, what are we doing at the end of the day? At least from our mindset, at least from our right. methodology and protocol. And, uh, you know, the EMCCD camera, which uh, makes its debut in episode two of the show, you know, Friday the 13th. Uh, which yes. is fantastic. Uh, but um, this is a very sensitive piece of scientific equipment that's, you know, typically used by the digital imaging scientific community to record single photon events. And when I went to people like Dr. Harry Clore and other various pro professionals from technical industries, and I said, hey, if, you know, there's ghostly phenomena or paranormal phenomena, and we want to document that from a scientific standpoint, how would we go about that? And the theory of photon events was thrown out. And we started using this electron multiplying camera and utilize that. So we do have some of the old school devices, like your old tri-field meters and things like that. But we've also yeah. adopted equipment that's never been used in the paranormal space. Yeah. And then I think in terms of ruling equipment out, um, and we, we do delve into this uh, a lot in season two, but it's basically there's paranormal investigating by yourself when you're just like, you know, moseying about like, you know, in an abandoned place and there's no camera crew and, and a bunch of electronics. Right. But then when you have a production crew, a lot of that equipment can be manipulated either subconsciously or unfortunately 
consciously uh, in order to give false positives to make it look like something's happening. Um, so we stay away from that. And we, in season two, delve uh, into the ways that these pieces of equipment can be manipulated. Uh, might take some people off when we do it, uh, but that's what our show is about. So it's like Brandon always says, getting out of the realm of pseudoscience into an actual scientific discipline. And then in terms of equipment that we uh, use further and like wishlist stuff, right. it's all informed by data. So what are we collecting? What interesting stuff are we grabbing onto? And then how can we heighten that? Cool. We're getting stuff on, um, you know, we use a ambisonic microphone and we get that sound. Great. So how can we enhance the audio documentation uh, experience? Do we use it in specific instances where we're noticing, okay, cool. In this part of uh, this investigation, we started getting spikes in barometric pressure. Let's put in an extra audio device in there and try to do short uh, burst you know, EVP sessions and like every minute or two minutes or so, and then go back and review it in real time. So then if we're hearing something and we can ask informed uh, questions, that helps too. So uh, yeah, we've, we've got some really cool devices, uh, a new one, especially mm-hmm. that we're going to debut in, uh, in our next season of Haunted Discoveries. Um, so yeah, we're constantly getting recommendations and just retooling our approach. I, I, I love the answer. I'm, I'm smiling because I, I've done this before where I have purposely rigged the game and just show like, oh, I, I was like one of the meters. I palmed a rechargeable battery. Like, oh, look, this is this going this way. Like, no, that's just my rechargeable battery making the meter go off. I mean, come on, guys. But it, it looks good on camera. And I'm not going to say people have probably done that before on camera, but I'm guessing they've done that before on camera. Yeah. So I, I'm glad you're taking that. And it's good to give credibility. It goes a long way is to debunking, is to demything of the pseudoscience and make it into more of a science, which it really is, right? I do have a questions about something I've been toying with myself. You're, you're talking about the going out by yourself, all the, you know, the camera crew and stuff like that. The iPhone apps. The, like, this is the ghost box. I'm pretty sure they're just putting labels to sell $5 apps and being done with it. How reliable do you think if you can say um you know again there's different ways to go about investigating the paranormal and at the end of the day it is a pseudoscience um technically as of now uh and we don't really know exactly what we're doing and there's no experts right so what we can do is you know talk to other professionals from technical industries that can guide us into the correct and direct way of trying to collect data but, you know, in my experience and in the, our years of doing this, the apps, uh, I would say, are detrimental to the field in a lot of ways. Yes, the iPhone and different uh, smartphones do have a lot of sensors within it. It's actually a really, you know, elaborate piece of equipment that can be utilized. But unfortunately, a majority of those apps that are out there um, are for entertainment purposes only, and many of which are labeled that way. So, yes. um, again, the Phone could be utilized in certain ways properly, um, but majority of the apps, entertainment purposes only. So uh, no data associated with it, I'd say. Yeah, there is one app, but it's not like a ghost specific app. It's uh, There's a university in Germany. It's called Firefox, P-H-Y-P-H-O-X. It's free to download. And it basically just uses a variety of different sensors that are in smartphones. And they're very complex mm-hmm. sensors. And because... A lot of smartphones like the iPhone or like, you know, Samsung's phones, because they're mass produced at such like high volume, they're able to make high profit margins on packing these crazy sensors into these phones. So the Firefox app 
is just a scientific app. Yep. It's got a gyroscope in it. It's got a variety of different sensors. And if you set it and use it the right way, it can be a very powerful data collection tool, which then makes it a very powerful ghost hunting tool if yeah. you want to use it for that. Yeah, it was developed by the, the University of Aachen. Yeah, right? Aachen, Aachen. A-A-C-H-E-N. And uh, it was used specifically and developed for um, you know a science uh, literacy to teach science to kids and to teach um, science experiments. So you can really utilize a phone in certain ways if you use it properly and have it in airplane mode, but just use the sensors uh, and allow no contamination. Ah, that's the key. Airplane mode and allow no contamination. Because when you're buying, in my opinion, if you're buying an a device or using device from different environmental agencies, right? And you try and make the device work. That's all the device really does. An iPhone or Samsung, whatever the phone is, has so many other things. It's not going to be perfect just for that one thing you really want to focus in on. It's going to be okay at a bunch of stuff because their market is just a consumer, you know, is, is the entertainment use. So thanks for clearing that one up. I was like, oh man, there's all these things coming out. I don't really think that's true, but no. I'll, I'll ask the experts in that one. Now, when you are reviewing your footage, how long for a 30 minute episode? Oh man, <laughs> hours and hours. Hours. Oh yeah, because we use multiple control cameras. We use multiple yeah. audio devices, um, data collection. Uh, so our EDI pluses that we use are all being recorded at all times during the investigation. Oh, We're talking, I mean, close to sometimes 80 hours, yeah. 90 hours combined of all this. And it's a, it's a tedious process, but it is the most important process in what right. we're doing because we have to be thorough, not only from the beginning to the end of the investigation and the analysis to really understand what's happening. And if we're fortunate enough or lucky enough to find something that we can't explain, then that's when we take it to someone that may be of assistance and telling us, Hey, this is completely natural. This is what the device actually does. Yeah. I mean, this is the job. Like not to borrow a line from the wire, but that if, if you're not reviewing your own evidence, I'm sorry, you're right. not investigating the paranormal properly. I don't, I don't think you're doing any investigation properly if you are not sitting there hours a day and really reviewing the, the evidence and consciously reviewing the evidence, like sitting there and just paying attention that whole time. It can be mind numbing, but you know, if this is what you want to do, this is what you got to do. It's just a part of the job. Right. And that's, that's why I think your show is aptly titled Haunted Discoveries, which again is going to be on TNE channel, especially during Creep Week, which is August, or August. Wow. Fast forward or rewind October 6th or 15th for your next episode, Friday the 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, 9 p.m. Do you think Haunted Discoveries, what branding are you putting out? I'm not talking about t-shirts or something like that. But what do you want to put forward with the title of your show? You could have called it anything. You could have called it absolutely anything. Why Haunted Discoveries? I mean, because, you know, it's a discovery either way, shape or form. If we're not right. collecting data, if we are collecting data, we're learning about history through this process. We're living this, like, this motion. We're living within this historical moment and really reliving a lot of these crazy stories. And so, I mean, everything we do is a discovery. No matter what, again, if it's we find a device is not working properly and it's a false signal or if it's, uh, you know, something we can't explain, we're still discovering something within the process. Yeah. And um, our main goal of the series is to prove, I think, that 
signs can be scary. Uh, you, if, if, if you're watching paranormal shows in order to like, cause you like being, you know, scared of the supernatural or something like that, it can be scary, but it, it's also very fulfilling to just document a, a process that someone is interested in. If you are interested, it's going to be interesting. And, and I think seeing people passionately at work trying to figure something out and because we're just so wrapped up and really trying to make these haunted discoveries, that's, that's what I, that's what I like to see on the show. That's what I think makes our show engaging. And, um, as a result, we've actually discovered some crazy things that aren't even necessarily paranormal related. They could be an explanation, but it's like, we're talking like historical finds, like it's insane. And especially in later seasons, it's, it's really nuts. It's like, I, I'm like, I remember like FaceTiming my mom, like from like the middle of nowhere in Kentucky, you'd be like, you're not going to believe what we just found. And it's just, it's, it's nuts. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like a real like Indiana Jones sometimes. It's pretty cool. That I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that is part of the show. I really do enjoy when, when I was watching it yesterday, which was, you know, Friday, 9 PM Eastern and Pacific, which for Friday the 13th episode two cops out. I'm seeing this. You are absolutely hitting home all of these sciencey things. You're hitting home the true discovery. You're questioning. I believe Brandon said you're a skeptic. I'm also skeptic. So I see something like, okay, now prove it. And then I'll try to my best to prove it. I won't try to disprove it, but I'll try to do my best to understand it, to understand what's happening. I understand is could it be something else. And I love how it, the first episode starts out like, is there anything that might give us altered state of consciousness that could possibly explain maybe hallucinations, maybe hearing things, maybe something like that? And you start off a very firm base of let's see what's not here so we can see what could be here. And I appreciate you showing that on TV. I appreciate the conversation it allows people to have. Now, I'm not going to sit, I'm not going to spoil next episode. I'm not going to spoil anything else. But I will ask, are there any types, and you kind of mentioned this a bit, Mustafa, is there any type of discovery you mentioned or can kind of talk about without talking about, if you know what I mean, that made you go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this episode. Yeah, I yeah think I'm seeing smiles. Yeah. This one, it's this one. Yep. Be coming up. I mean, and that's, again, to talk about the point of the importance of reviewing evidence. I mean, we didn't capture that in the, in the during the investigation. That was after the fact, nice really? after Brandon's like, Mustafa, you gotta see this. And I'm just like, every time I hear that from him, I'm like, I know it's friggin' good. And then yeah. I went over there and we probably watched that over a hundred times. Yeah, episode two, that's gonna be airing on Friday the 13th. Um, it, it's titled A Desperate Witch. And it's specifically about a urban legend, a myth within Old Town Louisville and Old Louisville that has some interesting facts to it that we'll you know, leave to viewers to decide and see. But we captured, I think in my almost 20 years of doing this, the most amazing piece of footage that we've ever collected. And that's going to be on episode two here on uh, Friday the 13th. I, I can't wait. I'm going to have to like get T&E to pretty please give me that one. So when we're talking about haunted discoveries, as we both said, as we all said right now, Friday the 13th, how cool is that? 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific on TNE channel. When we're talking about the discovery part of it, is there anything I know kind of the answer in my mind already, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Is there anything that you kind of did as a narrative that just didn't work out? 
Like you thought it's me one thing and just kind of went. Yeah. I mean, there was, I would say the, the last case on, on this one, it's like all of the history that we were told about the place when we, when Malia went and fact checked with the local historical society turned out to be not true. And they were like very happy. We were going in there to clarify it, even rolling oh, wow. up to the place. We were like, uh, it's not that big. It's kind of small. We don't know what we're going to do here. We don't know what we're going to investigate. Um, but then something happened, like when we stepped inside and we began to talk to the current owner of this building. Um, I distinctly remember interviewing her and the feeling I got in the place. I remember looking over at Brandon. We we're checking out the monitor, like looking at the interview, taking notes. I was like, and we're like, yeah, there's like something here. And then it was something completely out of left field. And again, like all of the stories that have been told about this specific building just simply weren't true. And the historical society right. there locally has been trying to dispel these rumors and myths for decades and decades to try and you know tell the actual history of this place. And we walk in thinking that, oh, this is what it is. And lo and behold, it has nothing to do with these stories that have been told over the years. And all of a sudden, uh, the narrative completely changes. What we thought we knew just wasn't the truth. And we find something pretty incredible. I, I love it because it's educational as well. It's an that's why I like you bringing the historical component into your show and you bring in the scientific component into your show and they both intertwine and you, you challenge the narrative and you, you're open and receptive to everything that happens and you do it in a respectful way. And, and I honestly, it's my new favorite show, Haunted Discoveries. Check it out Friday the 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific on t and &E channel. Thank you so much. Oof. Time does fly. But thank you again, Brandon Mustafa. And everyone, check it out. Thanks, everyone. Bye.